Hi, this is Lisa Fratelli with Me, Money, and Mold. Tonight's going to be about money. I just finished reading a 25-page Stansbury Digest from June 28th. Porter wrote this digest. He writes a lot of them. I don't know if he writes all of them. But it is, um, I don't know, uh, I was going to say mind-blowing. I've, I've read a lot of it before. What's it about? Well, of course, it's about the market, the bond market, Bitcoin, um, cryptos in general, gold, uh, what's happening with the market now, and uh, the things that they watch, the indicators that they watch to um, alert their subscribers to the next the next um, apocalypse for uh, my words not his um, I, I read this stuff a lot because I know I've talked about it a lot having lived through um, 2008 had never seen anything like it. I've seen corrections before, but nothing like 2008. And, um, you know, we, we got out of the way. I got out of the way after losing $80,000 in an account, in one account. Like, it, like, evaporated before my eyes. Well, I, I did lose more in my account. I had a account that I just did, did options with I lost I don't know seven or eleven grand in like seconds I put a position on in options uh, I think it was in Apple or Google I don't know one of them and because um, I thought you know they had nothing to do with mortgages and they were cash flush with cash all the time so why would I didn't realize that when there are margin calls, and that's a real simplification of how this thing started. <laughs> it's real simplification. Um, when there are margin calls and people need cash, they sell, of course, the good stuff because they need cash because the bad stuff's already shit. So um, they were selling uh, anything. Anything and everything. Limit down. That's what I remember. Somebody I studied with used to call it limit down. And, um, yeah, reading this stuff just alerts me to, like, you know, when you become complacent and you get busy. I've been busy writing books about other things that another part of my life. Um, but, uh, this will always be a part of my life. Sometimes I will say, I've, I've heard Dr. Steve Sugarruth, I've read him, I read his stuff a lot. And he said, it doesn't ever really get easy. When you've been involved in something for decades, and that's what you do. And then you write about it. These guys write about it. So they feel responsible for their readers uh, money 
you know, investments. You know, they have hearts. Let's put it that way. A lot of them no longer work on Wall Street. They write. They do their own thing, I'm guessing. I don't know. Um, I asked somebody at Stansbury, I said, can you purchase the stocks that um, somebody recommends in your from your company? They have maybe like 15 guys and women that write. I'm not sure, you know, ex-analysts. They're all ex-something, ex-hedge fund people, money managers, private equity, whatever. You know, fixed income, cryptocurrency now. Um, there's one person that just does the pot stocks. Um, can you buy the stuff? And, they, and the guy that I was talking to on the phone, he said, yeah, we have to wait 24 hours. Oh, so you don't front run anything. Okay, I get it. I always used to think that was hilarious. Because, you know, they didn't want anybody to actually, well, I'm sure Stansbury doesn't want the perception of insider trading because if they did something before it became public, that could probably be conceived as insider trading, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that, you know, that that's probably what the SEC would think of it. And you believe it or not, I mean, I know people think it's a rigged game, and mm, I'm not going to say it is, but I'm not going to say it's not. So um, let's put it this way. It's been for years, 20 years, 25 years, I don't know. I read Dr. Reifrig. He's the guy that used to work for Goldman. Uh, He's an MD and an MBA. These are not slouches by any stretch of the imagination. These guys are smart. And he said in a recent newsletter that for 25 years, it has been the best place to make money from your money. So, um, you know, a lot of people don't agree with that. I would agree with that a lot. I I will also say sometimes when you have other things in your life and you've spent a lot of your life doing just that and then you have to do other things, um, sometimes because there's so much noise out there, it gets tiring. It can be exhausting. You can want... You can want to put everything on hold. And the way that I, um, the way I keep my sanity with investing is um, I know what I feel comfortable with and I always keep a lot of cash, maybe too much. Not now for sure is not too much. But um, there were times that we were more fully invested than certainly we are now. But that's just my safety net. And, and I also, it's, um, it's, it's like a motto of um, Warren Buffett. I mean, why buy something just to buy something? You know, it has to be compelling and to, for me to buy it. And um, I have to like the reason 
if I don't like the reason at all, and it, it just doesn't feel right to me, like I read all the research that I can read on it, I'm not going to buy it. There's always going to be something else along that comes along um, to, to buy something else. So, um, I hope if you're listening to this, you are invested because according to this, this research, and you saw if you were if you're in the market and you saw what the market did today, the um, tariff stuff is uh, been abated. I guess I'm not quite sure. I don't. I didn't pay attention to what is was actually said. I just know that. Um, it's it's on hold or it's not there's not going to be any more extra ones i'm guessing something like that so the market liked it liked what uh, president trump said i guess and um it was a good thing so all i can say is that um if you're not in it, it, these are higher prices now um, and of course, things can go on longer than you think. I've known that to be the case. Bull markets can go on longer. This market's old. It's about 10 years old. So I've read a lot of, a lot of um, stories of people waiting for bear markets like crashes like 2008 and making money on the way down and then scooping up all those deals in 2009. So that was certainly a chance of a lifetime to buy the stocks that were dirt cheap, dirt cheap. I remember, I think Apple was like $18. And I remember Dow Chemical was $2. That's all I remember. And I remember the bottom of the, the market was March 9th, 2009. 3909. <laughs> so, yes, if you're invested, good investing. And uh, ride, ride the, you know, the market as high as, let your winners run which sometimes is hard to do, especially when it's old. You just become leery of it. At least I do. Um, So, anyway, if you have questions about this, whatever I said, (laughs) I'll try to answer them. Uh, wq.freethewizard at gmail.com the website's freethewizard.com and this podcast is me, money, and mold please pass it on thanks for listening, see you next time, bye bye